Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode, our third episode of our podcast series, Hurry Up and Tech, Hot, um, or Huat. We haven't figured it out yet. We're still playing with it. But as always, we are excited to come to you and talk about our newest matters of stuff going on in the tech world. Uh, my name's Randy. We're joined with Mike. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm awake and I'm ready to just knock some stuff out. Awesome. And, Let's uh, do it. Yeah. Today, we're actually going to kind of start off in a different uh, category, social media. And more specifically, we're going to talk about Facebook and their latest uh, update that they've implemented both on desktop and the, and the mobile devices, which is uh, the new Facebook-like emojis or emoticons. Um, if you, if anybody, I mean, if you're part of tech at all, I'm sure you have a Facebook, you may have noticed that we have these brand new uh, options besides like. People com were complaining. What I really find interesting about this, take a step back, is that people, for a long time, I want a dislike button. And that was like the biggest thing that they wanted. We got to like, give me a dislike button. A, a rating system, just like you would have on YouTube or Reddit, uh, Tumblr. There's so many... Uh, other people that pretty much utilize the like dislike thing to kind of rank comments and stuff uh, for better or for worse. Twitter was the only one that just had a you know a favorite, and then Instagram, but Instagram's owned by Facebook, so I don't really count that. But uh, Facebook heard our our pleas, our cries, and they said no. Instead of giving us a dislike button, they gave us everything but a dislike button. They, now we have like, we have love. We have a ha-ha, we have a wow, we have a sad face, and then we have an angry face, but there is no dislike button. And if I could comment just by marking something, I would give it an angry face for not giving a, uh, a dislike button, because that's all I wanted. <laughs> so you, so you would have preferred the dislike button, just to have a like and a dislike. I, I get it why we have a love and a ha-ha, but yes, I think simplistic uh, is far more effective than having different modes of I like something or this makes me sad or this makes me... Really, all you have is two more not happy ones, which is sad and angry. Yeah. And for me personally, um, I feel like it's a way that they're kind of sugarcoating it because they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. If you don't like something, it's either because it makes you angry or it makes you sad, they say. And if it's neither of those, then you have no business commenting or responding to a post that you see on Facebook. And um, I get it from that point. I just don't agree with it. Uh, interesting, because I, I am the opposite. I actually really like what they did. Really? Tell yeah, me. yeah. No, I, I, I like that. So I think Zuckerberg's whole outlook on the thing, on the dislike button, is he wants to keep everything positive, right? Right. He doesn't want to have that negative, like, okay, uh, I I just got fired from my job, dis, dislike, right? Yeah, that makes sense. But there's other things like um, if you post something on there and you hit dislike, okay, now the person's like might feel bad about themselves. So, hey, guess what? I'm pregnant again. Dislike. dislike. Yeah, exactly. So um, <laughs> stuff like that. Uh I, I think he's trying to to keep with the theme of okay, let's keep it positive. Let's not go into the negative dislike realm and and 
will give you the sad and the angry. And those are probably the two, two best uh, negative ones they have. And from what I read was they, they tested this quite a bit and these are the ones that tested the highest. And I don't know. I like them. I, I've been using them quite a bit. I think they did a, on, on the tech side of things, the way they implemented it, how you just, you know, on the mobile app, it's just you press and then it pops up and you choose which one you want. Right. Um, and it, as you scroll over them, it tells you what it is. You know, wow. it has a little animation to it as well. It has a little animation to it, um, and the same with on on the desktop. You know, you, you just scroll over the like, and it pops up, and then you can pick which one you want. I think it's very well executed. They did a really good job with it, and I actually like all the the new emotions you can throw at posts now. I will say that I have for the past. Uh, it's been out for maybe a week, right? Um, I would say about a week. Yeah, about a week. I would say that I um, try. I actively try to utilize the other functions um, when when I find it appropriate. Then just a quick like. Um, prime example: uh, if I see a video that's actually making me laugh, I'll put the ha ha. Um, I have yet to use sad or angry. Um, I have yet to use. Uh, I think I've used wow once, maybe, and I don't even remember. Um, I use like, I use love when, I, when I'm trying to be a little bit more affectionate towards something, and I use haha quite often. But um, even then, sometimes I kind of forget because really it's, it's so natural for you to just go up like when you're going on your phone that only when I'm like, oh, wait, I got to hold it down. So I tried. Prime example, uh, two days ago, my birthday, um, I, I make it a habit that I try to respond to everybody. If somebody takes the time to say, hey, happy birthday, even if it's, yep. even if it's H uh, B D, um, and that's all they put. No, 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 nothing. Uh, they took the time to do that. I always say I will take the time to respond. Yep, um, I'm, this, I'm the same exact way on my birthday. Yeah, I, I have to respond to all of them. I know it's it's, it's like saying thank you. So yeah, I'm going absolutely. through, and at one point I was just I had to hit just like 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 like. But every now and then, if somebody said something really funny and it distracted me, I put a ha ha or something. Um, so I am trying to use it, and I do like the other features, but all we wanted was a dislike for something, and I get it. Okay, keep it positive. Um, let's, you know, let's not uh, have a Hertz feeling report on our desk tomorrow morning with this new stuff, and I, get, I do get it. However, maybe it's because I want to see a bummed one, or maybe I want to see a no, you're wrong one. You know, I know it has to be objective. You can't have something that's just basically saying, you know, you suck. <laughs> Though I would like to have something like that, um, but I think it's because my personality is a little bit more direct like that. So I want to have something that says, uh, "No, this is this is." For example, politics. If it doesn't matter. Oh, uh, here we go. Yeah, doesn't matter what you believe in or what your stance is about something. You're going to have people that agree with you and disagree with you. And yep. if someone says, "Go, Hillary," um, I don't think sad or angry is going to be the proper response for me. I, I think if I can have you know, ticked off flames in the background and saying that you're going, you know, to hell for doing something like this. I would like that one. Or, you know, people talking about, uh, same thing with Trump. So they go like, oh, hey, uh, Trump is going to now have Mexico pay the wall 20 feet even higher now. Um, I think it's appropriate response to put a ha-ha because I really can't take anything he says seriously, but um, I feel like people who don't agree with Trump are going to want to put their, you know, their sad or angry is not a good enough emotion, I feel like. But I get it. 
We got you the think top. there should be one more? I feel like there should be at least one more. One um, more. And so we have the wow. We have the happy. We yeah. Have the sad. Uh, you have the angry, but. Um, so it's almost like uh, what you would like is you're, you'd be okay with the full range, but at the very end, you want to dislike? Yes. That's all I want. Get, get, yeah. We have a like, and then we have something above a like. We have a love. So we have an angry. What's below an angry? I don't know. Give me a dislike. That's that's all. I mean, that's all I want. That's all anybody wanted. A simple rating system. Um, and you know, maybe the animation can come up and you see, <laughs> and just drops down flames from hell. You know, engulf the the. That, the that sounds like something Snapchat would do, actually. <laughs> I would do that on one of their video and yeah. Yeah, I would like to say, it. but you know, that's just my own opinion about it. But I do use it. Uh, as the week goes on, and actually as time goes on, I'm using it more and more actively. I'm retraining my brain to remember to hold something down if I actually want to acknowledge something differently than just a ha. But to finish my thought on this, you cannot give different response to comments. Comments, you can only like it to acknowledge it. You can't give a ha ha sad or anything. Really? Huh. Yes. I haven't played with that yet. Yeah, that's that's too bad because the you should be able to to do that with the comments because you you do you have the like and the reply and you should that like button should allow you to choose i tried nothing but hmm. that's an oversight they need to fix that yeah but i i think uh maybe another feature update i i know they're probably this is now you know it's up to the open but i'm sure we might see some type of amendment like i think we're gonna see animation done on the desktop version of it right now it's just a simple it comes up and you pick as opposed to mobile, you see like the face laughing or what have you. I, th I think we'll see some more things pushed and maybe uh, special occasions will have one like Merry Christmas and everything's Christmas decorated or you know Halloween is uh, you have a pumpkin that's laughing or you know something more festive. I think they'll get creative with it and have. Yeah, uh, I think they could, they could definitely do that for sure. Um, I, I've noticed that um, this past week using it, I actually spend a little bit more time thinking about how that post made me feel and then like pull it up and like, okay, well, which one's appropriate. And so I actually spend a little bit more time trying to decide instead of just like, like, and then scroll, like, scroll, like, scroll, right. right. I'm actually stopping and, and thinking about it a little bit more. So that's, it's a little more engaging, I think. Yeah. It's not so arbitrary. So talking about liking and scrolling, let's talk about, Cloud services and how we like them, or makes us angry or sad or wow. Um, you I, wouldn't, you wouldn't happen to be talking about copy, would you? I am talking about copy, and uh, I don't have a proper response per uh, a new Facebook like to tell you. Really, how angry, I feel about, but angry wouldn't work for you. No, that's too subtle. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, let's let's hear your thoughts. Well, well, give us a little background, and then let's hear your thoughts. So for those of you who don't know, um, Copy is one of the uh, cloud services that they uh, offer. It's on mobile devices, it's on desktop, and it's a, it's a free service. You can pay to upgrade more storage, but um, you start off, I believe, five, and then if, some, if you refer somebody and they accept it, you get five more, they get five more uh, gigs. And so um, it, it actually, I was able to build that, the storage for that one by referral base a lot faster and um, a lot more efficiently than I did all the other ones, but a lot faster than the way Dropbox was doing it for sure. Definitely. 
And uh, if anybody is familiar with the service, if you, or if you have it, then this might not be news to you unless you don't check your emails. Um, but one random flipping Tuesday, I get an email saying, hey, um, we're shutting down the, uh, the cloud service uh, for no real reason except they want to uh, pursue different um, different projects. Uh, so the company, the actual company, which I can't even remember off the top of my head, that owns uh, Copy. I think it was Barracuda. Uh, there it is. That's it. I knew if I heard it, yep, that's it. So Barracuda. They just sent out an email. CEO said, we appreciate our uh, loyal customers for using our services, but um, we're going to discontinue it as a whole. Um, they don't want to. They don't want to do the upkeep anymore, and that made me really upset because that was my primary uh, cloud storage. Because I had so much space, I put all my photos in there. I put important documents in there, not sensitive information, but just important documents. I would put in there, so I had it on the go. And everything, you know, being cloud based, I was able to put up on my phone and do what I needed to with ease. And then uh, the exact same for desktop. And now every single day, unless I uninstall it, I get a little notification on the bottom right uh, corner of my desktop saying, just so you know, we're going to discontinue uh, uh, copy in May. I think it's like, I think I have it almost, I think it's May. Beginning of May, end of May, sometime in May, it's being discontinued. And I get a notification every single day from it. And I guess I get it. You know, stop it because they want you to get ready to transition for it. And the way I feel about it is that, well, one, I kind of saw it coming because they haven't updated like their folder for Mac OS. It's still running uh, what it would look like from Mavericks and uh, earlier than that. Without... I hate that. They're not yeah. the only ones that, that have done that. And it doesn't fit. It does not fit at all. I know. You just see it, and I'm just like, ah, it I this. yeah, I wondered when it was going to happen. Uh, when they stopped doing that, I was like, OK. And then to get the notification, I was like, well, that seems maybe fitting because they're ignoring it. But uh, prosthetics alone, uh, I don't care. What I cared about was the function. And I was utilizing it. And so for them to say, yeah, we're not going to do it anymore, it, it upset me a bit because now I'm scurrying around trying to utilize Dropbox and uh, OneDrive. And I have iCloud. And I actually pay for iCloud now uh, as my new. I think iCloud is going to be my primary. Um, but yeah, just the whole concept. I, I'm actually I'm really upset. I wish they. I, I think if they would have pursued a different approach, maybe somebody would buy the company and pick up where they left off or something, uh, some type of uh, you know internal purchase of sorts. Something. Don't just like. No, we're going to shut it down. We're going to keep the domain and it's going to be absolutely useless. Uh, it makes me feel a certain way. I don't like it. What about you? How do you feel? Um, I'm not as fired up about it as you are. Because uh, Copy is not my main cloud service. Uh, I use Dropbox as my main one. Um, okay. I've been using Dropbox since, man, probably day one when it first came out. So I'm pretty loyal there. I have switched back and forth between, like, uh, I've tried Google Drive and I've tried OneDrive and um, a little bit of iCloud I've, I've played with. Um, but I keep coming back to Dropbox at the end of the day. Uh, copy was nice. I agree that uh, you know I was I got up to like thirty gig real quick, right? Just real quick, you do the referrals and then you're you're up there. Um, it does kind of irritate me that they that they went away because I did use it for like sharing large files. That's right. that's where I put my large files, and if I needed to share something out, 
that's where I did it. So with that going away, it kind of puts a crunch on, on sharing large media. Right. And, uh, in, in order to, to continue to do that, I would need to pay for Dropbox or, or some of these other ones. And I don't know if I'm ready to quite do that yet. So, so you're not paying for any cloud service at all? Uh, I pay for iCloud. Um, their, their next tier, I think it's 20 gig for like a buck a month. Yeah. Um, I pay for that just because of my I keep all my photos in, uh, in photos for Mac. Or yeah. what is it? What is it? It's a... Uh, iCloud, iCloud yeah. photo sharing, something like that. Yeah, I um, it's wait, it is, it's shared. Yeah, iCloud, iCloud photo sharing, iCloud photo sharing. That's what's okay. Called. So, so that's that's where all my photos live. So, and I have a lot of photos. So I needed to bump that up. So I pay for that. Um, I don't pay for Dropbox. Uh, I think I have. Oh, I want to say it's only like thirteen gig in Dropbox. Okay. And that's based on, they used to do, what did they used to do? They were called um, like a scavenger hunt and you'd have to like do the scavenger hunt all across the internet and answer these just obscure questions. And as you would answer these questions, it would unlock more space, more free space for you. Nice. Um, they, stopped, they stopped doing that. I don't know why they stopped doing it, but they did. Too many people um, were unlocking stuff. <clears throat> yeah, probably. <laughs> There, people were getting a lot of free space, right? So, yeah, um, yeah. I'm not. I'm not nearly as fired up. I, if Dropbox went away, I would be real mad. The reason I stick with Dropbox is because the syncing is so good. It's just it's instant and it it, it just works so well. And that's why I've always kept coming back to them because I've had issues with OneDrive syncing and I've had issues with Google Drive syncing. Right. Um, they've gotten better now. Um, I don't use them, so I don't. I can't really attest to how well they work. Um, I know they were getting better when I was using them, uh, but yeah, Dropbox is my go-to right now. I have to agree with you one hundred percent about Dropbox's uh, Dropbox's uh, syncing because when I make videos and I need to get it on my phone somehow, I have to apologize if the banging people downstairs are uh, hammering something and stuff. That's getting picked up. Yeah. My apologies. Um, when I need to put something on my phone, uh, it, which would be a video, and I've edited in Final Cut and I've done everything I needed to do on my desktop, I would take it, and I've tried all the other ones to, to see which one would be the most efficient at giving me my, my videos. And Dropbox does not compromise any of the, uh, the, the quality of the of the footage, the file doesn't get corrupted, nothing. When I used uh, the, the Google Drive, I would randomly get a, a glitch that would show up just for a quick second, like a frame. It just showed up and went away, and it, and it irked me. I'm like, oh my god. And so I'd go back, and I had to delete it and re-upload, and I was trying to, because my Gmail email is my primary, I use for you know my actual personal, uh, messages I have to send out via email as opposed to like my Yahoo one is where I get all my junk. If I have to subscriptions and stuff like that, everything goes to my Yahoo. Um, but I used, to, I used Yahoo because I get the Dropbox. It's the, the inner links. So if I was too big, it's going to put it in Dropbox automatically. So when I realized that uh, the Google Drive wasn't working for me because I'd get a glitch, I tried the other one. I did try uh, OneDrive. Same thing. I would, on a different frame though, later on in the video, I would get 
this glitch. And I would get so irritated about it because I, here I am spending so much time just I was trying to put the final piece together. It's ready to go. I need it on my phone so I can post it on certain stuff that's only, you know, mobile exclusive. And I can't because my file keeps getting corrupt somehow, even if it's just uh, the video, not the audio. And then here comes Dropbox and it just does it so smooth. I'm like, this is nice. Yeah. Um, and I'm talking all this with the, the exclusion of copy. I use copy to transfer just like big files on my films. Uh, even if I'm working with somebody who's not in the same state, you know, like let's say you and me here yeah. and I need to send you something and it's a video. If I need to send you this video when we're done, I would have put it in copy, give it to you because it can hold it and all that, you know, all that storage space that you got for referring people. I racked up 30, 35 relatively quickly as well. So yeah. I always had room on it. And now that it's gone, I ended up paying, um, Three dollars a month for the iCloud service to have uh, two hundred gigs because okay. yeah. yeah, I use photos in it. I use my video. I use all my notes. Actually, I I use the iCloud now as my everything. And I know iCloud has a bad rep, kind of right now recently in regards to the whole within the last year and two they had they were getting hacked and celebrity photos were leaking of you know nudies and stuff. But um, no, I iCloud services have always had a well any apple online services have always had kind of a, a bad name apple is very famous has been famously called the company that can't do online services they've, right they, they've never been good at it um now uh photos just works i mean it works great so whatever they did there works good uh icloud's still a little janky uh, I I think their file sync it's they do file sync a little bit differently. You don't have like the progress indicators like Dropbox has, and that's right. that's one of the really nice things about Dropbox. It puts a little check mark on there when mm -hmm. it's done, and then you know it's like okay, I'm good. It's up there. Um, I don't, iCloud doesn't do that. They'll they'll show progress of it uploading, and then after that, it's like okay, well, is it there? Is it not? Uh, I don't know. Um, I hope they get better with it, and I, I know they, they're going to have to, right? Because everything's going to the cloud nowadays. Right. Well, I feel like now this whole thing with the FBI and that whole fiasco, I, I feel like um, maybe if since the FBI can't get into it, allegedly. Um, well, so <laughs> that brings up a, a point. They can't get into the phone, but iCloud services, no problem. Apple has uh, the encryption key to get in. <laughs> Yeah, and, and they can they can hand over your iCloud data to law enforcement, no problem. So that's that's a little worrisome, right? But yeah, I, well, luckily I'm not putting uh, my world domination plans in that folder, so I'm not have to worry about that. Um, yeah, don't do that. Just keep it on the phone locally. I do. Yeah, no, uh, lo local storage is the best way to do it because you know if I'm going to get hacked, uh, you know they have to really work at it. Yeah, so. Um, I, I try really hard to actually keep anything, you know, when you talk about local drives uh, or local computers, I don't want anything on my local computer, even though I know it's safer um, safer for the, the fact that, um, you know, security purposes. I don't, I embrace change very, very uh, openly when it comes to technology. 
And when they said, you know, years and years ago that the cloud services was going to be the way to go, I went to an open mind as like, yes, this makes sense. Uh -huh. And ever since then, that's why I have one of each. I'm not iCloud exclusive, Dropbox exclusive. I have one of each, though I don't like Google Drive. I don't care for OneDrive. Um, it was, and I do like Dropbox because it was, it gave me my file the most, the most, uh, you know, the highest quality that I can put into it. I don't. I don't mind the other ones, but I like using the cloud services. So now I'm kind of like, okay, the smaller ones, I'll put my photos in that one, the bigger ones. And now I'm, I'm kind of forced to kind of delegate a little bit more. And I think maybe that's why I'm so fired up about uh, copy because it was so big. Yeah. I just had a folder for each and for I reason. never yeah, heard I'm, about it. I'm the same way. I, I don't want to have to deal with all these different ones. I don't want to. I don't want to be like, okay, my photos are here, but my vacation photos are over here because they were too big to fit right. into this one with my other photos, and uh, my financial documents are here, but my personal other documents are here. I don't want to have to think about that. I want a folder structure on one cloud service that I can get to everything. Exactly. That's and, all we want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's that simple. And I want a lot of storage. I want to have a lot of overhead. I don't want to be bumping up to the top like, you know. So I just looked it up. Uh, my Dropbox is 13.6 gig. And I'm pretty close to filling that up. Mm. I don't want to be pretty close to filling that up. I want to have a lot of extra space just in case. You never know when something might come, come up, right? So what are you going to do? What's going to be your substitute for uh, copy now? What's your plan? Uh, my my plan is Dropbox. I, I really that's the one that I've always stuck with, and I think I'm gonna continue to stick with them. Um, you know, we're using their their new service called Paper. Yeah. Uh, the the beta of that for all. And it works wonderfully. I love it. Uh, it works great, right? And so I'm if I am gonna pay for something, it's probably gonna be Dropbox, and it's to to keep stuff like Paper around because Paper right. is a lot like Google Wave was. And Google Wave got killed, and that's not cool. We yeah. we used Google Wave quite a bit uh, in the when we were in the Marine Corps when we were going through um, we were doing our our uh, Network Plus or Security Plus and stuff. Um, our group, the the data group, we sat there with our laptops and we had Google Wave up, and we were taking notes and we were sharing all those notes while we were in class. So all four of us that were in the class had everything right there. And it, it was good. It was good to share that knowledge. And, that, and that's how paper is, right? Yeah. And I'm, a f I'm, I'm really leery about companies that create something really cool and then just kill it. And Google's, Google's famous for this, right? Google just right. kills off stuff. Apple, too. Apple does it on the hardware side of things, right? They got rid of three nap floppies. CD-ROM. <laughs> Well, what's a CD-ROM, right? I mean, yeah. those are those have been dead for a while. Um, but yeah, I think I think Dropbox is going to be my go-to. I don't think Dropbox is going to have the same uh, uh, outcome that happened with Google Wave, only because it's a separate company. Um, and I think something that's you know, Google is a giant company, just like Apple or Microsoft. So I think they feel like they can afford to do. Uh, little kills of little things like here and there. Um, they, and they, and they have. So yeah. um, do you remember carousel? 
Yes. That it's was a- that was their like photo albums and sharing thing. They they killed that. They, they didn't get any traction, right? And so right. and that was that was probably a smart move, right? Okay. We're not really getting any traction with it. Nobody's really using it. So let's point our resources elsewhere. And looks like they pointed it towards paper and paper's way more useful in my opinion. Yeah. I I think paper because there's there's a there's a niche for that there's a need for that um, because besides the the Google Wave service there's not really another one out there that has that same uh, you know lifetime update you you know people can work on it whoever you share it with and uh, I think well, Google Docs kind of took some of that in right they they kind of took some of that but kind it's of. It's not as free form as Google Wave was or as paper is. Yeah. Paper's very it's it's so easy just to throw a picture in there. Or right. throw, throw check boxes in there. It, you know, it's it's a lot more robust than what Google Docs is. Google Docs is it's basically Word, but in a web browser, right? Right. And yeah, you can live edit it and you can see what other people are are typing and stuff. But um, for what we're doing, paper's just so much better. Right. You just here's a link. Click it, you're there, and then you can edit all you want. Yep. Anything Google-related, there's a five-step process just to start a broadcast. And uh, we, <laughs> yeah. we swallow it and tolerate it for now because we haven't found a, a more efficient uh, tool to help us just yet. But, yeah, paper, here's the link. When you get the link, that means you're obviously in it. You can, you can view it. You can edit it. You can uh, create, delete, and all that stuff. Yep. So I don't know. All right, so uh, let's move on to talking about our favorite company in the whole wide world, the the Apple. Yes, the big Apple. And let's talk about one of their um, better products, uh, the MacBook. And I'm not talking about the new MacBook. I'm just talking about the MacBook line. And oh, come on! I'm showing off the new one. Oh, okay. Well, you're one of the very few. No, no, no. <laughs> Let it be known, though, I do want it, the record show that uh, Mike really does like the, the MacBook. Not the MacBook Pro, not the MacBook Air. He likes the MacBook. He put up his MacBook Pro and Air for sale, uh, which it sold, right? You sold uh, the Air sold. The Pro is still up on eBay. Interesting. I thought it would be the other way around. <laughs> yeah, me uh, too, actually. But Yeah, so uh, Mike chose to keep the MacBook over Pro and Air. Why, you might ask? Because it works for his convenience. Because really what he has is the 5K iMac, so that's his powerhouse right there. And his uh, MacBook, you know, MacBook is his you know, go-around. But he's like the only guy that I know who says, yeah, I really like my MacBook. And uh, the more I use it, the more I like it. And so I think it's refreshing to hear you say that, but you're the only one. I think you're a lone wolf in that. No, that's, I think, that's okay. I'm okay with that. <laughs> uh, I probably would get a MacBook if um, if we, we see – actually, I'm going to hold my tongue. We'll save that one for another topic uh, depending on what will happen with just MacBook later, but I'll save that one for June. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about uh, the, the future of MacBook Air and MacBook Pro as a whole. Let's do it. So MacBook is – the, the the newest can or maybe a, a, a revamp of the you know MacBook before we had uh, back when it was more of a square not uh, you know the widescreen one there was MacBook there was the white 
plastic covered one. Yes, the 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 plastic MacBook. Yes, that was that was the the, the first MacBook before uh, iBook, uh, or that was after iBook. But so you have MacBook, and then years later, then they transition out of it because we hey we have MacBook Air, MacBook Pro, there are your MacBooks, and then here's iMac, and then now we got MacBook again. The the future of MacBook Air and Pro, and how it competes or how it, you know, Apple loves to cannibalize its own cells. They they have one bottom line. Instead of saying, "Hey, iPhone is killing the iPod cells," they don't care. They don't see it's like, "Oh, it's cannibalizing cells," because Apple's they say we only have one bottom line. That's based off of all the products that we sell. So they're very they're very big on, you know. Killing their own products in a very unintentional manner because the way they see it is that we have a product for every single type of person. Um, so they don't care if iPods don't sell because they they really hey no the iPhone's going to sell but people just want an iPod and they do that all the time. And now the MacBook line I think is getting just as saturated because we got MacBook Pro, uh, 13 inch MacBook Pro, 15 inch. Uh, you have MacBook Air. Uh, 13 inch and then yes, and 11 and 11 inch and then you have MacBook um, And I mean if we're gonna push it further and just talk about the operating system and stuff then you got iMac and With an iMac you got 27 inch and then you got uh, iMac uh, the 21.5 inch and then you got Mac Pro so you got eight different Mac OS Hardware don't forget the Mac mini and then the Mac mini that that oh it was such a good concept, and then the latest model, uh, because you can't, you know, open it and. Uh, yeah, but you can't, you can't open the MacBooks or anything like that either. Yeah, I but mean, the Mac I mean, Mini is meant to be like a transitional thing to put you into, you know, the Mac. If you get a MacBook Pro, you're putting a lot of money into it. No, the thing about the Mac Mini is, it's it's the perfect like server cabinet computer. So it's it's lower end. Right, and you can shove it into your entertainment center, and you can run a Plex server on it. It, it can be headless; you don't need a monitor or anything. You can remote into it and do whatever you need, and that's it. it kind of fills that small little niche of people that need that. And like I've I've considered getting one just for that, just for that fact that it's it's small. It'll fit right into the cabinet, and then you don't even have to think about it. It just kind of goes away. But now you have something way better: the iMac. Mm -hmm. Yes, but if there are some tasks that you you may not want to have the iMac running, you you might want to push a lot of the the downloading and the handling of files and stuff. I don't really want to do that on the iMac. I want to push that off to another computer and let let that computer do that heavy lifting. Let that run the server. If it needs to transcode three or four videos to three or four different devices, let that one take all the load because I want my iMac pristine for when I'm sitting at it and working on it. I don't want it bogged down by trying to to do other things server side. So that's kind of where the Mac Mini fits in. Um, I feel like that I mean I completely forgot. So we got a total of nine because I forgot about the Mac Mini. Um I I, I get it. It's there. But another prime example, the Mac Mini isn't really selling because it's such a small niche for it's almost like it's like the iPad Pro. We don't really know what it's for yet, but somebody has a use for it. Mac Mini, I feel like uh, the way I saw it in a lot more simplistic way than uh, server stuff was that I don't know if I want to get an Apple product. Hey, there's a Mac Mini. 
it's not an arm and a leg to get, so I'll buy it. And if I like it, because I already got a Dell monitor, oh hey, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, and and that's that's where it's supposed to fit in is is in that arena where it's like, okay, well, you guys, you just buy this little Mac, yeah, and you already have a keyboard, a, a mouse, and exactly. a monitor, so you just plug it in. Hey, look, now now you have a Mac to go along with your iPhone. Very right. cool. And then look, it, it only costs you $500 to get in, right? Um, so that's where it, it's supposed to fill, but where where it shines is where I was talking about. Right, yeah. That's where, I guess I don't like it. Oh, go ahead. Uh, that's where the, like, the Mac heads really that, – that is a, a really great product for those guys. It, and I consider myself one of those because I would, I would love to have one. I've, I've had one before, and I really, really liked it for just for that purpose, just to have – just have a computer sitting off in a closet somewhere where you can offload stuff to and let that handle it. Right. So I kind of went on a tangent about all these different uh, Mac lines because there's so much of it uh, that I, I want to talk about the Pro and the Air. Bring it back. Uh, bring yeah, it back in. We're, we're bringing it back in now. <laughs> um, so how can we keep an Air and a Pro product relevant? Well, uh, if they're not going to kill them off, which I don't see it happening. I, or mm, maybe the air, maybe. Um, I just the, the rumors of a bigger screen iPad Air uh, feels like it's supposed to now go hand in hand with a MacBook Pro, but without the Pro features, the Pro processor. You know, so the the way I see it, a MacBook Air is meant to be your ultra thin portable on-the-go computer that you're not supposed to do heavy-duty stuff on. You don't game on it. You don't render uh, 4K video on it. I mean, you might want to try to spec it out as much as you can, but at that point, with the cost that would to do that, you're better off getting a MacBook Pro that's built for that stuff. Or um, or I, I have no idea about that. I don't know what the MacBook itself can do because I've just never played with it. But MacBook Pro is designed for the Surprisingly Pro. Surprisingly a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't know. I have yet to get my hands on it. I, I will play with yours when I see it uh, in the next few months and so I can really test its, uh, its power. But anyway, uh, I digress. The MacBook Air, to make it relevant, which I feel like they're going to keep it around because, again, a niche. Uh, Price point. Price, price point. That's why they're. So, it's a lower price point. It's a lower but, price point. And here's the problem with it calling it the Air. The MacBook is way smaller than it. I know. And, the, you know, the airline originally was, you know, Steve Jobs famously came in and he pulled it out of the envelope. Remember? Right. He had yeah. the Mac and he, he opened up that the inner office envelope and he just slid it out and he's like, look at this thing, you know? And that was like the big thing. And it was like, wow, look at how small that is. Look at how thin it is. Right. And they really are pushing the boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. And now it's kind of the, the air is taken over as almost like the workhorse uh, MacBook uh, line, right? It, it's where everyone goes. Everyone, everyone who doesn't want to do the Pro and spend the money on a Pro, they go to the MacBook Air. And the right. MacBook Airs are pretty, pretty well powered. Um, I think that they are going to have to change the name uh, unless they make it thinner than the MacBook. Well, hmm, there would be a conflict of interest then. I get, you know, branding-wise, 
changing the name or make it thinner. Um, but then does it not defeat the purpose of then the MacBook then and what it has to do with, hey, your MacBook is as big as your uh, keyboard right here. So here's your keyboard and everything's bunched in and there you have it. You got one port, your USB-C, and that's your, that's your all, that's your catch-all for everything. And that thing is light. You oh so you have or had now the MacBook Air, and the MacBook. Which one's lighter? Uh, the MacBook. Okay. Uh, which one's faster? Granted, I know you have an older model of the Air, but so the Air was an older model, but it was a it was a I had maxed it out. I spec'd it all the way out when I got it, so it had a Core i seven and four gig of RAM. And so the MacBook Air was definitely more more powerful CPU wise. Mm. Um, resolution and display, which oh, one's better? MacBook by far. It's a Retina display, right? It's right. a twelve-inch Retina display. So the screen right. on it is awesome. It's so crystal clear. Way better than the MacBook Air. Apple, I, I feel it's very un-Apple-ish. We need to keep it more simple. Should kill MacBook Air. Just kill it. Yeah. Um, so so, and that's kind of what I think they'll do. It they'll get rid of the airline. And it'll all become MacBook. But yes. what they'll do is they'll do MacBook 12-inch, and then they'll do a MacBook like uh, probably 14-inch. So you have a 12 and a 14, which will take over the 11 and the 13. Right. It'll be Retina. It'll be thin. You'll have your MacBook, and then you'll have your MacBook Pros. And they'll go back to just having two. Just having two. Two lines. That's, that's my assumption. I think they should do it only because – the, as of right now, today, we don't know what's going to happen, obviously, later on in the year. What purpose does the Air have? Price Sincerely. point. Price point. I mean, that's – and so this, this goes back to – this is like Tim Cook's Apple. And so he likes to keep stuff around longer because it's, right. it's still selling well, right? Like Steve Jobs would be like, oh, look at this MacBook. It's so much better. We're going to kill the Air, and then all you get is, is the MacBook. That's, that's it, guys. Yeah. You only get this. No more MacBook Air. It's gone. We're done with it, right? Mm -hmm. Tim Cook's like, well, you know, this, this one compromises. It only has one port. It's a slower processor. So let's introduce it and show everyone where we're going. But let's keep the Air around too. And we'll keep it at the lower price point. You know, we'll drop, we'll drop it a couple hundred dollars. And you can still buy it. We'll upgrade it. You know, we'll give it a little faster processor and, you know, the new trackpad and all that. And we'll keep it around, but the MacBook, this is where we're going, guys. This is, this is the future. And so we're going to take this and bring it across the entire line slowly, but that's what we're going to do. I think you are almost there, hitting the nail on the head, but there's one part of the story you're forgetting. Okay. okay? I just, my sixth sense is telling me this is what happened. One day, they had, yes, one day. Apple had their, their, their weekly meeting and they're talking about products. And then one, you know, you have Johnny Ive, what we have here is, and he starts talking about the, the luxury of this MacBook Pro and the MacBook Air, all demos, and here's the prototype. And Steve Jobs said, why do we have a white plastic piece of crap MacBook when we can have aluminum, everything, Aluminium. kill this? Yeah, right. No, I'm American. Come on. Come on. It's Johnny Ive. If you're doing the Johnny Ive voice, you got to say aluminum. 
I know, but I, I'm I'm now I now I'm Steve Jobs. So okay, I'm okay. Carry on. Carry on. we're going to kill the MacBook. And Tim Cook in the corner eating his little power bar goes, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, we're going to kill the MacBook." And for whatever reason, Tim Cook has a personal connection with the MacBook, and he said no. And then in 2011, Steve Jobs says, "Cook, your head honcho." Steve, thank you so much for this responsibility. In October, he waited until the, you know, rest in peace. He waited until he passed away. And then he said, no. <laughs> First board meeting, he says, in four to six years, no later than four, personally, I want my MacBook back. But we're not going to have a white plastic shell or a casing. We're going to have everything aluminum. And from there, we're going to bring that back. And then we're going to kill off the air and everything else because this is my Apple now, Steve. Mine. And now Cook has the last lap. Now he has a thinner, lighter, better screen. Oh, yeah. How's that air, Steve? And now he has his MacBook. He gets the last lap. And so I think it's a spiteful move that Tim said, no, I never liked the air. It's useless. It's get rid of it. Because I'm your boss, I said so. That's my story. Wow, oh, I, I don't think that's at all how it went down. But <laughs> good, good story. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my version of it. Okay. Um, right. But I'm, in, I'm completely in favor of killing off the air. Um, hell, call the MacBook, MacBook Air if you want to. I don't know. Uh, the way I see it, they're going to kill off iPad Air too. I think the Air era is going to go away. I, I, I think – I think, I think we're past that. Yeah, I think we're past that. I think the, I think they just let the errors go and you just move on. Uh, they they serve their purpose, right? I mean, they they paved the way for the future. The MacBook Air definitely. You know, he pulls it out of the envelope. Look at yeah. that. It's so it's so tiny. And then the MacBook comes out. It's like God, that's even smaller. I mean, right. who knows what we're gonna have in ten years, right? I, it just keeps getting better and better. And so yeah, I think I think the have, uh, is Mac going. Go ahead. Uh, as you say, I, th I think the MacBook Air is just RIP right now. I think one day we're going to get the MacBook paper. And oh. then there you go. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so, yeah, again, kill the air. Keep the pro line. There's your pro line. There's your uh, average consumer line. And, and, uh, and one point on the pro line, too. I think uh, those are going to get revamped. They're going to get the new Skylake processor. Skylake? I think it's Skylake. The new okay. Intel Skylake processors—they're—they're they're still the core series, but it's the the Skylake generation. So they're better on battery battery consumption. They're just all around better processors, right? It's taken Intel a little bit to get these off the off the floor right now. So uh, hopefully, sometime this year, Skylake will come out. I think when Skylake does hit, they have revamped Pros as well, and I think they're going to be thinner. And they're going to be lighter. They'll still have a 15 inch. They'll probably have a 13 inch as well. Um, but they are going to be a new body design. Mm. Mm. Okay, that'd be interesting to see. Yeah, definitely. All right, so uh, Mr. Davis, send us off with your uh, personal story. Yeah. So uh, this past week I've been setting up my iMac and one of the things you got to do when you set up the iMac is get iTunes up and running, right? Of course. We all, we all hate iTunes. We could talk, we could talk, we could do a whole show 
on the bloatware that is iTunes and all the crap they put into it. And we could talk about the notes. Yeah, yeah, add, add it to the notes because we probably do need to talk about that because they need to rewrite iTunes from the ground up like they did with photos. Uh, but that's that's another that's a whole other show. So right, I'm writing it down though for real. Okay, right good. good. So I go I, was, I was setting up my iMac and it, it allows you to authorize five Macs to access your account. Well, I had already maxed out all five and I couldn't reset it because you can only reset it once a year. And I had already reset it once. Cool. So I sent um, iTunes support uh, an email and said, hey guys, this is the, here's my situation. I just need to get this reset um, so I can add my new iMac to my account and I can play all my music and stuff. They sent back an email and said, okay, uh, we went ahead and we, we deauthorized the, the five computers you had on there, so go ahead and re-add the new ones and everything. So I went and I checked, made sure it would work. It all worked. It did, no problem. I sent them an email back. I said, "Hey, this this works great, guys. I really appreciate what you did." And they sent back an interesting email to me, and they and I'll, I'm going to read it. It's mm -hmm. a short it's a short email, but I'm going to go ahead and read it. So it says, "Hi, Michael. I'd like to say that you're welcome. I'm glad that out of hundreds of customers we send emails to every day, someone appreciates the effort we put into trying to provide." the highest quality of customer service. A simple thank you is really touching. Michael, customers like you are the reason why we strive to do the best at our jobs. So feel free to send us an email for any concerns that you may have with the iTunes store and we'll be honored to help. I wish you the best sincerely. Stephanie from the iTunes store customer support. I, I got that email. I was blown away. I was like, wow, that is so cool. It's like, me telling them thank you, it's almost like something that they, they don't get a lot. And I, it could be a canned email, but I don't think it's really a canned email. I think she actually took the time to, to write this email out and was like, you know, you know, we put up with a lot of people, a lot of angry people, I'm sure. You know, any IT support, you got mad people you're dealing with, right? You I, would dealt know. With, I would know. I dealt with it at the regiment all yeah. the <laughs> time. So I know what it I know what it's like. And so for me, telling them that, you know, I really appreciate everything that they did to help me out. And it was something so simple, right? But they, she still s spent the time to write the email and send it to me. It really was uh, very cool. And I just wanted to highlight it here on the show. I think it's really awesome, though, because uh, it's, it's the, the famous Apple customer experience. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it goes way beyond after, you know, you swipe your card or you give cash over that, oh, now the customer experience ends. And um, I like hearing stories like that because it, I've based so much off of what I do uh, on my, you know, being an entrepreneur and, and working with people and kind of freelancing on customer experience that I, I always make an effort to go above and beyond after a, a transaction is completed to check up on people and see how they're doing and, and really focus on the quality of, of the, the, whole, the, whole, the whole ecosystem, even in my own field of stuff. And um, it's stories like this and, and getting an email like that. I am with you. I don't think it was some uh, random generated and fill your name here and that was it um, because uh, stories like this come out all the time about uh, Apple's, you know, hey, th these guys helped me out and, you know, they, they take that time. And it kind of goes back to what we were talking about, like on the birthday uh, subject that, you know, uh, 
you know, somebody took the time to say something to me, I'm gonna take the time to say something to them. And that's kind of what happened. You said, hey, I need help. They took the time. Then you took the time and said, thank you. And then they're like, hey, thank you. So it was a very selfless back and forth you guys are doing. And, um, you know, I, I think right here shows, you know, how much of a class act that they really are when it comes to, you know, the whole, the whole experience, everything. Something as small and minute as an email saying, hey, can you help me? Um, you get something like this to the point where you remember. My own personal experience, not, not unfortunately, I don't, I don't have a record to share, but my own personal experience is every time I've ever needed to do something, when I was buying my iMac, yeah. uh, I was torn. I was legit torn. I didn't know if I wanted to get uh, the 5K. Should I just get a MacBook Pro? Maybe I should just get the 21.5 inch and stick with a 4K because it's 4K. Who's going to notice another K? Um, I was torn. So I went to uh, do an online chat with somebody to see if they can help me out because yeah. I had some questions. I had some spec questions. Hey, what's the difference between this one and that one? Um, and this guy comes on, and his name is Michael. I mean, I, I thought it was you for a second. Great name. Great name. Strong name. Yes. And uh, so Michael here was very, very uh, detailed and articulate in his responses. Uh, and helping me out and making sure that all my questions were answered. He never rushed me. Um, he, you know, if he was maybe unsure about something, he kind of re-asked the question, uh, maybe in a simpler way or maybe in a different way. He would ask it, hey, is this what you mean? Um, yes or no? And I tell him, I mean, but the whole time, uh, it just felt like I was just having a simple back and forth conversation. Um, he was very timely about it. It wasn't like, wait, 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 and all of a sudden little three dots come up and then, oh, here's your message. Go to here, go start. No, he was like, hey, what I suggest you do is you do this, pop, 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 pop. And uh, when it came to the specs, he would uh, not only didn't answer my question, but then he would provide a reference of where he got that from, saying, hey, based off of right here and right here. I mean, the thing was just, it was, I was like, hey, great. I was having a great conversation. I was like, hey, so how's your night going? He's like, it's going pretty good. Um, and so he actually had a quick little conversation with me, but um, at that point, my answer was, you know, he's like, did I answer all your questions? And is there anything I should do for me? Don't hesitate to call us. The whole thing, the whole thing. And then when I tell him, like, I'm not sure, he goes, I wish you the best of luck on your new purchase of your new uh, Mac line. And, I, you know, don't forget to give us a call if you have any questions. Just the whole thing. Really nice. And um, I, I model a lot of what I do when it comes to customer experience stuff from Apple, from, you know, experiences like what I went through or your email. Um, and then many, many stories beyond that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, do you have any save rounds? Do you have anything else you want to add before we end it here? I don't. I don't think I do. All right. Cool. Uh, I don't have any save rounds. I will. Huh. Let me make sure. I'm checking the notes real quick. <laughs> All right. This is the part I'm going to cut out when I edit. So. Uh, no. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us today. Uh, as always, if you are watching this on YouTube, links to everything is in the description down below. If you are listening to us, uh, links to our YouTube channel is in the description of wherever you're uh, listening to this at. Uh, thank you for being a part of conversations. If you have any suggestions for us, if you have any questions, comments, um, anything like that, drop us a line. We would love to hear from you. Uh, we like to get back to you in a very timely manner as well. That, you know, that whole experience thing we were just talking about. But uh, as always, thank you for your time. 
And until possibly next week, unless something crazy happens between now and then, we will talk to you then. See you, everyone. Bye.